Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, October 6th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs improved to 4-0 on Monday night with their 26-10 victory over the New England Patriots. It wasn't a masterpiece for the Chiefs, but a triumph over a great organization and the six-time Super Bowl champion coach. Bill Belichick put together an excellent defensive game plan. There was plenty to discuss about the game, and the Stars A-Team did just that some 90 minutes after the game had ended. So on today's show, you'll hear an order in which they joined us on Sportsbeat Live. Vahe Gregorian, Pete Gradhoff, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Herbie Teope. We talk about how well the defense played, especially in the secondary. And yes, we know Cam Newton didn't play for New England, but the Chiefs took full advantage. Also, we discuss why it took so long for the offense to get into the end zone, And we cover several other topics, plus audience questions and comments. So here we go, talking Chiefs, Patriots. Hey, good evening, everybody. We're coming to you on Sportsbeat Live for second straight Monday night and third time in four weeks late into the evening. We are joined by Vahe Gregorian, star columnist. What's up, Vahe? Hi, Blair. Long time no see. Been a while. Been a while. All about 20 seconds. And Pete Granhoff, star reporter who um, who watches uh, every Chiefs game and comments and posts and um, and has about 17 bylines on uh, on Chiefs topics. What's up, Pete? Not much, guys. Good to see both your friendly faces. <laughs> and we'll be joined by Stan Mellinger, Sam McDowell, and Herbie Teope when they're finished writing and setting up shop somewhere uh, either at the Chiefs press box or from home. And, hey, listen, we want your questions and comments on the Chiefs' 26-10 to 10 victory over the New England Patriots on a uh, Monday night football game that wasn't scheduled to be played on Monday night. We were supposed to go Sunday afternoon, 325 kick. I was really looking forward to – <laughs> a Sunday afternoon game uh, at home, and and uh, but no, it wasn't to be because of the COVID nineteen testing that took Cam Newton out of uh, out of the game, and um, and so the game was delayed for twenty four hours. Also, a Chiefs player, the the uh, practice squad quarterback Jordan Tiamu was was uh, ruled out as well. So, listen, Chiefs win, as I said, twenty six to ten. Starting four and zero, and I didn't know this until CBS posted the graphic today. Four and zero for the fourth straight year—that has never happened in NFL history. I find that hard to believe, right? I mean, four and zero. Listen, Alabama starts four and zero every season in college football, right? Ohio State, but I guess the end of that shows how what a different animal the NFL is. It, it really surprised me, Blair, I, and and. Uh... But look, I think it's in a way kind of uh, testimony to the stability of what Andy's, Andy Reid's done here. And we were just kind of cracking through some of the numbers before. You know, he's at win number 226 overall now. And with four more wins, he'll be fifth in NFL history. And there's a lot to be discussed about that, maybe at another time about the context of that and how many seasons that takes. But certainly you'd say that's an elite thing. And, and uh, certainly you'd say it suggests that uh, or reinforces how, how he has established a, a perennial contender here and, and maybe something a little more. Yeah, and there, there, are, no not, there are no non-conference games in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to make the college analogy. <laughs> I don't look at the Patriots, even without Cam, as being non-conference. And, you know, like Alabama, the 
Chiefs now are facing the season as the champions. They've never been – they haven't had that in 50 years where they are the team that circled on everybody's uh, schedule. And uh, so it's not always going to be easy. No, you're right. Look, and that was – it's victory number 13 in a row. 13 in a row. Oh, um, just another victory. Um, and it came against the, you know, the, the nemesis, the AFC ne- nemesis, the New England Patriots. That was, uh, you know, looking at looking at the Chiefs' schedule uh, before the season, you know, three of their first four games were against teams that won the division, their AFC division last year, right? The Texans won the South, the Ravens won the North, and the Patriots, of course, won the East. So the Chiefs have got those three cleared out. Um, uh, now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're the three most difficult teams on the Chiefs' schedule. We certainly know that because the – Texans are so bad, they fired their head coach, Bill O'Brien, today. So, But, you know, you, because you're a first-place team, you play a first-place schedule, and the Chiefs went through those other first-place teams. Um, and uh, and actually, as it turns out, the, the closest game they've had so far this season was not against a first-place team. It was against the L.A. Chargers. So um, at least they got that going for them. Uh, listen, uh, a lot of people have already started to weigh in. So glad to see these comments and, and questions. Um you know, John uh, Bazil uh, Jr. says he thought the delay was a factor and you get all amped up for a game and you're told, you know, the day before the game, you're, you're not going. Yeah, I, I, it may have been a factor, certainly early on when, in terms of pace and rhythm of the game. Uh, look, the Patriots had to travel today, right? They had to get tested before they left uh, New England. I think I read it 6 a.m. this morning before hopping on the plane to come to Kansas City. They spent a few hours in a hotel before coming over to Arrowhead. But the Chiefs also had some, you know, they also were delayed. And um, and it wasn't the same for them in terms of travel. Travel, But um, was, there, was there an advantage either way here with the, with the delay? What do you think, Bahe? Well, I, look, I, I think if you, if, you, if you play it all through, probably the Chiefs, had the lesser of of the the complications, right? Because of of the delay, but that doesn't mean the Chiefs didn't have some some things thrown off by it, right? I mean, it, the, the game is so mental, and even even though they knew Saturday they weren't going to play Sunday, I, I do think it, it just throws the whole sequence of things off, and I think that showed up a little bit in in some discombobulated play here and there. But I, I think the flip side of that is if we've learned nothing from 2020, it's that we're always in flux and sports are not immune to that. And, you know, the Patriots lost, lost the guy that might've made a little bit of a difference in how the game would have played right. And Cam Newton, I think that that shifted the dynamic a lot. So I, I think it affected the game, but I, I don't think it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it throws out the result or anything like that. Right. It's just, just how it has to be. But we can't emphasize enough how weird the game was, right? How many strange things happened in it. And look, the main thing was that the Chiefs seemed to be in position to maybe blow them out early, right? I mean, they, it, it, those those two of the first three drives, I think it was, they just sliced right through the Patriots and they couldn't get in the end zone. And then there were a couple just really uncharacteristic moments out of Patrick Mahomes. He, he probably should have been intercepted on the first drive and, and, and then we can get into the other stuff later about him, but but they, they could have been up 13, 20, uh, you know, 16, uh, going into early in the second quarter, and, and it was still 6-3 six, six, at halftime. 
Well, Chiefs certainly had the big advantage uh, early on in possession time and total yards. And you're right, Vahe, two of the first three possessions, the Chiefs ended up settling for field goals. Uh, they had moved the ball to get into scoring position. I was happy to see Butker make those two field goals after after missing one and an extra point uh, the previous week in Baltimore. But I thought those were kind of victories for the Patriots holding the Chiefs to field goals. And and when the – and you know, into the second quarter and then into the after halftime into the third quarter, I thought the momentum of the game had flipped. Um, and then uh, a couple of things happened that, um, uh, that that flipped the momentum back. But let, but before we talk about that, I, I want to get Pete in on this because I know Pete ended up writing about it. There was a play uh, that involved Patrick Mahomes and what we thought at the time might have been a bad call by an official when he was sacked, the ball came loose, and um, and and the uh, Patriots uh, recovered it. And we, we saw that um, uh, Bill Belichick was furious on the sideline. And it, it initially, I didn't know why he was furious. And it turns out, according to Jim Nance and Tony Romo, I guess they had heard it from the sideline, he was hot because he thought they called 90 down after he recovered the ball. It turns out, uh, according to Mahomes after the game, Mahomes said he heard the whistle blow as he was going down, and then he gave up the ball. So, Pete, I know that you ended up writing about that play. Well, it's interesting. When you watch the replay with the volume, didn't really hear a whistle until well after they had recovered the ball. It was a, it was a strange deal. It was clearly a fumble. I mean, just watching it on TV. Although Nance and Romo were confused. They called it an interception at one point. That wasn't an interception. It was an incompletion. I, my, my biggest takeaway was you, you hear about the hurry-up offense. The Chiefs got the hurry-up punt team on the field and got that ball <laughs> punted quickly. They knew that the, – and I think you're right, Belichick, Belichick, if he'd known that they didn't get possession of the ball, I think he would have uh, thrown his challenge flag a lot earlier if the Chiefs hadn't hustled there. It was strange because Andy said that uh, that wasn't reviewable – um, because it was a dead ball, but I, I, I didn't understand. I don't know. I, 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 I shouldn't go too far in that direction because I'm thrown off a little bit by that. I, I, I thought that could have been reviewable, and certainly I thought they had uh, a little extra haste on getting the punt out there. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm not sure I understand uh, how that whole thing played out. I, I, I'm sorry. Just reminded. I'm sure a lot of Chiefs fans were reminded of the Titans playoff game, right? Yeah, the uh, forward progress game where they got hosed twice, and so yeah, breaks come back. One of our readers, uh, one of the one of the uh, our audience members, just noted. I think that, that that's the right way to say it. That uh, that in the grasp is not reviewable, right? And I guess that's the that's the essence of the play. Right, certainly could have been huge. Right, uh, a big momentum sh- shift for for in the game and. But you know, it, it, it was called as it was called, and the Chiefs. I don't know if it's uh, if you'd label it getting it a break. It was interpreted the way, according to the rules, that it should have been interpreted. I, Vahe, you made the point earlier. I, I think the Chiefs were more fortunate not to have a couple of Patrick Mahomes passes picked off tonight. That one on the first the first series, and yeah. one one later uh, as the Patriots near the Patriots goal line. And you know, maybe the biggest break of the game was. Um, the, the, the punt that went, went between the wickets of McCole Hardman that somehow he didn't touch because that that was really tough. I mean, he must have missed it by a centimeter, and I don't think it was because he was trying to avoid it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, 
but it 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 was really a weird play. I, I'd love to see the the most close up and precise of uh, replays and see just how much that missed by because that that would have been a bit of a game changer too. Yeah, that right. was another re- reminder of playoff games past, wasn't it? Didn't that look just like the Julian Elliman in the AFC Championship game, where did he touch it? Didn't he touch it? But yeah, they did catch a break. The Chiefs got their fair share of breaks, and um, even if the refs maybe didn't get a call right here or there, I think most people who watch the NFL would agree the Patriots have had their fair share. Sure, and 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 one of our in our audience, let's see if I can find it really quick. Uh, mentioned that uh, is it. Uh, are we to the point now where uh, Patrick Mahomes is getting superstar treatment? <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> be the first time in the history of Kansas City sports that someone from this area got the superstar uh, treatment. So um, anyway, uh, look, the, the Chiefs could look. They did get some breaks, and uh, and the Patriots didn't take advantage of uh, opportunities that they had to win this game. The Chiefs had a huge advantage on the offensive side. Um, you know, they've got the you know, maybe arguably the best quarterback in the NFL operating. His counterpart was Brian Hoyer. That certainly start the game. Who Chiefs fans know well as the quarterback they beat twice in 2015 when he played for the Houston Texans. One in the season opener, whose first pass that year was intercepted by Marcus Peters, and then was the quarterback for the Texans in the playoff game. Uh, the Chiefs the first Chiefs playoff victory in you know more than 20 years. So big advantage for the Chiefs. They just weren't able to take full advantage of that offensively. Vahe, you mentioned it before. They did get up and down the field early, couldn't couldn't get the ball into the end zone. And uh, and I was wondering, the, the, the game was playing out the way Bill Belichick wanted it to. I mean, it was going quickly. Um, the, the, um, uh, the, the, the Patriots were having success running the ball. They finished with 185 yards rushing tonight. That's how you, with, with the team set up the way the Patriots were tonight, that's, that was the path to victory, keeping the ball on the ground, keeping it low scoring, knowing you're not going to be able to score with the Chiefs, and um, uh, you know, to try to punch in a touchdown or, or two. So, hey, Sam McDowell, we're joined by you. And uh, what did you end up writing tonight, Sam? I wrote about what I think is um, kind of the new emerging strength of this team. Not not the strength, a, a, a new strength. And I think that's the secondary. It, it's, 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 it's a spot that I questioned going into the season just because of how young it was outside of their leader, Tyron Matthew. But it's, it's a strength of this team now. You know, in, in four straight games to open this season, they've, they've kept teams under 300 yards passing. They're third in the NFL now against the pass. And I don't think with with this group, you know, how many times in the offseason did we think, are they going to go get another cornerback? Do they need another cornerback? Especially with Bashad Breland's suspension. Now Bashad Breland's coming back, and even with Legereus Sneed's injury, I'm wondering, is he going to get his starting spot back when he comes back next week? I mean, it's – I think the transformation back there has been incredible. Um, I think you've got to give a lot of credit, to, of course, to Steve Spagnola. You've got to give credit to, to Brett Beach and the way he's drafted because these are young guys that he's acquired that way. And um, you got to you got to give credit to to Vahe's boy uh, Tyron Matthew because he's he's without a doubt the, the leader of that group. Has anyone has anyone said yet? By the way, that uh, have we pointed out the the Tyron Matthew pick six yet? For Vahe's sake, we have not. It's all yours. 
I just wanted to say, and I know I've tweeted it, and I've re- I'm repeating myself here, but Vahe reported this first, and he deserves to be credited. Anybody out there that wants to report that Tyron Matthew had a pick six needs to credit Vahe Gregorian for saying it first. Now, just let me, let me clarify that I may have jumped the route a little bit, so to speak, by, by calling it last season a few times, if that's what you're getting at. The other thing that's kind of funny about this is that that you knew that subconsciously I was thinking that, but here in the office where Blair and I were watching at a comfortable distance from each other, Blair actually literally called it first because he was watching on a TV that was 10 seconds ahead of mine. (laughs) 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 That's my guy, Tyron. Yep. Well, in addition to the play tonight of, uh, you know, of of Tyron Matthew got the pick six, the first defensive I'm right about this, right? First defensive touchdown of the year. Um, I thought Rashad Fenton played terrific. A couple of pass breakups, and he got the pick. Um, yeah, they went after they went after him tonight too, Blair. I thought the Patriots' strategy, at least in their passing game, was to try and attack Rashad Fenton. They, I think when you've got Shavarius Ward on the other side, and and Tyron Matthew doing a lot of the stuff in the slot, that they looked at Fenton and thought, "This is the guy we need to exploit." They did get him for the touchdown. Yeah, you know, other than that. Okay. You know, they got four pass break. He had four pass breakups and the interception. I, I thought he had a really good day. I thought one thing with uh, Fenton on that touchdown, I don't know if you agreed on it, Sam, but but uh, as I looked at it, and I think Blair and I were kind of kicking it around here in the office, um, he he just got beat at the end. I mean, he was in, in pretty good position, but just basically got, got I don't know, outreached, out, outjumped or something at, at the point of uh, the ball coming down. And let's uh, let, let's not uh, omit the the role that the pass coverage played in a couple of the big defensive plays by the line. Uh, For sure, the, the 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 play by Frank Clark at the end of the first half when the Patriots were at least going to tie the game. You know, it was uh, what third was a third and goal at the eight, I believe, and and uh, had a, had a chance to get get the ball in the end zone. All Hoyer had to do at that point was either you know throw it away and assure the Patriots of the field goal attempt, and he didn't do that. He, he kept the ball and got sacked by Frank Clark, and as television replay showed us, he thought he had a timeout left. Uh, he, he's getting up asking for the timeout, and in basketball, you get a technical foul for that, but uh, in, in football, you just get zeros on the clock and probably a tongue lashing by Belichick in the, in the locker room, and then and then the yeah, I think Brian, I think Brian Hoyer Blair would prefer to have the technical foul compared to probably what he heard in the locker room at halftime. <laughs> exactly. Probably right. And then Chris the Weber's been waiting years for that. Someone else to get that, right? I talked about Charlton's big play as well. Um, the strip sack and uh, of uh, and then Ben Neiman with the recovery. Good, good individual defensive line play. I. I thought uh, I gave my highest grade to the pass defense tonight um, and, and made Tyron Matthew the Casey star player of the game for, for his pick six. So I, I think it was deserving. Um, I, I thought that was the best too. part of what the chiefs had tonight was their pass defense. I do too. I, I mean, like I said, I mean, that, that's the reason I wrote about it, but also I, I think it's been the most consistent for the first four weeks. I mean, I, I think Vahe's probably already talked about this before I got on because I, I know he he at least addressed it in his column is the fact that they're, they're finding different ways to win games. But to me, the one way that's been the exact same every single game so far this week, you know, the Chargers, that game, they were just okay. The other three, they've been really good against quarterbacks. And I know they did. the Patriots obviously didn't have their guy tonight, but Baltimore did and the Houston Texans did in the opener. And they shut down those those two teams as well. So – 
if that can become a strength of this team, because we know they got guys up front that can play, um, it, it helps them obviously cover for what I think is the weakness of this of this defense, with, which is the linebackers. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, let me ask you guys this. If Cam Newton was available tonight, did the Chiefs win the game? They don't win the first half. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if they come out with I, – I, I would say I think they probably still won the game, but they, they, they definitely don't have the lead there in the first half. I think that's right, and I, I, I think that uh, it, it, it's just too hard to know how it would have played out. I mean, I do, on one hand, think we saw what they did against Lamar Jackson, but I think it's also different, right? They're, they have somewhat of a similar skill set, but um, they also have different mentalities, and uh, I, I'd like to see that game when Cam Newton's playing. Maybe, maybe we'll see it in the playoffs. It was a 16-point victory. Would Cam Newton make that big of a difference? I know there are a lot of tipping points you can point to in the game. Uh, I think the Chiefs still prevail as well, too, because the, the one characteristic is when they need to do something, they seem to do it, even on offense. I mean, they, they do find a way to get those touchdowns. I mean, Mahomes threw two touchdown passes tonight. <laughs> it's funny, those two touchdown passes, though. They probably went a total of five feet, right? I mean, it, but still count as touchdown passes, still no interceptions. Pete, Pete does make a good point for why you can't just compare, you know, if this guy would have played, which is the Chiefs offense does seem to perform its best when they have to have something happen. They weren't placed in that position tonight. But at the same time, we saw the Patriots commit to keeping the clock rolling. And by the way, their defense also committed to the clock rolling because they they forced the Chiefs to try and run the ball more. And so I think that we would have seen the Patriots, you know, one of the reasons they threw that pick six is because they got in a, a spot where they had to throw the football. They might not have been in that position late in the game if they had Cam Newton tonight. They might have not. The Chiefs might have not had that pick six late in the game. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Coffey makes the point that Julian Edelman has the most drops in the NFL for the last few years. He's right. Vahey, didn't we look that up? And Yeah, there was a uh, – I, I apologize for not being able to cite the uh, exact um, place it came from, but it was a it was a prominent NFL site and – it had him for uh, 11 drops uh, the last two seasons, most in the NFL. Second is is somebody with eight, So, which really surprised me. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've almost never seen the guy drop passes, but I think, uh, you know, he may be getting to a point where he's a little, uh, he's a little less than what, what, what his peak performances were. That was that was quite a quite a costly drop uh, today uh, when he. <laughs> yeah, that was still the game at that point, right? I mean, I, I don't know that I thought the Patriots were going to go score them, but that just kind of shut the door. I mean, and really on the clock, that was literally two seconds after Hardman's touchdown. That was that was pretty much it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was nineteen to ten at the time, and and 
Tyron Matthew was a pretty alert and focused on that play. You know, sometimes you're, you know, you're so locked in on the on the target that you don't see the ball come out of the hands, right? And you're trying to make the tackle, but um, he was prepared, I think, to do both to make the tackle or to, you know, to to do what he did, snatch snatch the ball out of the air. So, well, I liked I liked Andy Reid's answer when I when I asked him about that after the game. He he was so focused on his own target, he was he was over on the sideline talking to Patrick. He was like. <laughs> I think it looked like a nice play. I, 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 yeah, that was good. You need those. <laughs> well, that's right. Anybody who who watches the Chiefs knows that uh, when the when the Chiefs defense is on the field, Andy and Patrick Mahomes are sitting on the bench, going over what is going on on the on the offensive side. You know that used to, that used to be a complaint of people uh, when this defense wasn't performing <laughs> like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so what um, – Oh, this guy. This guy. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam. The bandit. <laughs> Sam Mellinger's joined us. What's up, Sam? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fine. We're doing swell. I never know what to do with this thing. I don't know if you guys – can you hear me or – I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, we hear you fine. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Still, still in the press box. <laughs> stick with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, only, so I only regret that this doesn't cover more of my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to put up really high to get your hairline. So, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, what'd you end up writing tonight, Sam? Um, I just I forgot after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I wrote just about the uh, like whether the Patriots sort of unearth something here. Um, you know, that, that was a game plan. We, we've seen teams defend the Chiefs in, in all sorts of different ways, but I don't know that we've seen a team do it quite like that. Um, and I don't know if this is recency bias, but they, they were dropping. They had six defensive backs at least on the field. It's in like most snaps, if not all. I'm curious to see the snap counts from that game. Um, and, and they were able to drop deep and take care of Tyreek and, and McCole Hardman downfield but then not give up a ton of the intermediate stuff. So it was sort of like what Houston did in, in the opener. Um, but the Chiefs were able to just slaughter them, you know, with 20-yard with completions um, on that night. And, and that just never happened tonight. And, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like, he, he is great when you ask him about football. Like when, when you ask him about it, like a specific football play. And he talked about, you know, there were times where um, he just wasn't seeing guys open. And, and they were open, and he would see it when he got to the sideline talking with Andy, um, you know, on the tablet or whatever. But for whatever reason, when he was, you know, in the pocket with the ball, he didn't see him. And, and, and that's a problem. I mean, that, you know, the, the, the effort that the Patriots defense gave tonight, holding the Chiefs offense to 19 points, that, that's good enough to win. That's good enough to win if you have, you know, a lot of quarterbacks that aren't Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. You know what I mean? Like if Cam Newton is in this game, like I don't know, you know, what we're talking about. If, if we're talking about the three and one Chiefs right now. And, you know, this is for at this point in the season, this is really interesting, right? Because they're about to play the Raiders who, you know, they have Derek Carr, but that, that's a very physical team with, with some big playmakers. And then right after that, they play the Buffalo Bills, one of the most physical teams in the league and in a team that really looks like, you know, the Steelers look good too, but the bills might be, uh, you know, what we thought the Ravens would be. This year, you know? And that's three games in 11 days. And I just wonder if there's just a little bit of something that was unlocked in the, in the film tonight that other teams are going to try and use. Okay. We welcome in Herbie Teope. What's up, Herbie? 
what's going on, gentlemen? And and I agree with Sam there. It, it is a copycat league. You, you hit the nail on the head there, Mr. Melly. I'll tell you what. I thought it was interesting when they when we saw replay from uh, from, from the eye in the sky of uh, pass plays that weren't successful for the Chiefs, and you could see the, the the Patriots' coverage. I was just amazed at how how well they had covered. They had the field covered, and you know obviously we couldn't see the whole. You can't see the whole field on a on a replay, but the the Chiefs' receivers that you could see from the above camera. Looking down, looked like the Patriots were playing terrific defense, and and another key to that, and I thought this is how it sort of resembled the Chargers' defense, is that the Patriots are getting pressure with r- rushing four. They they didn't they didn't blitz off it. They were able to 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 move Mahomes out of the pocket and get him on the run, and 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 I'm thinking it's always a good thing when Mahomes is flushed, right? Because he's he's going to find somebody. And there was that early pass to Tyree Kill that turned into about a 17 or 19 yard gain when Mahomes is flush, but he didn't get a lot of that tonight, did he? I mean, that's that wasn't there for him. And I, I just give all due credit to Bill Belichick and the Patriots' um, defensive game plan. Hey, I tell you what, Blair, one, one quick thing. Uh, just I, I think one of the game plays of the game that I kind of hadn't thought that much about until you just said that, but Patrick went for, uh, I think, 18 yards on third and eight on on the on the drive that, uh, that made it 19 to 10. And that might have been, you know, maybe – the play of the game in some ways it probably won't be appreciated in the in the big picture but i i wonder how the game would have played out from there if he hadn't converted that it, to your point well, Larry, about how the Patriots were able to, to generate pressure without blitzing and i actually made that point to melly in the press box I, I turned to him i was like that's the biggest difference between the ravens and the patriots is the fact that they are able to generate pressure with their front four, and in some cases, just their front three, because as Melly pointed out, it seemed like they, were, they had 13 people in coverage. I don't think the Raiders can duplicate that, but the Bills are going to be a fascinating test because, as Melly pointed out, that, that's a physical defense up there in Buffalo. The solution to this, though, is you got to run the football. Yeah. And, and tonight they didn't run the football and they, they had lanes to run the football and they still weren't able to run it successfully. So to me, uh, you know, other teams are going to defend them like this and they got to run the football against these sort of. Yeah. And, and to, uh, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not cutting you off the feed froze for a second, but um, Edwards Hilaire was really good in the post game about, you know, he's a rookie. I think he's the youngest kid, youngest guy on the team, uh, but he, he took his share of that. Um, you know, the run game is not just the run, you know, it's it's the line, obviously, uh, but it's also the running back picking the lanes. And, you know, that six and seven defensive back, I mean, when, when they're doing that in the first quarter, you think, oh, you know, Edwards Hilaire, he's going to eat tonight. You know, he's going to have a 138 yards like he did against the Texans. Uh, but they're look like <laughs> I, I hate to use the cliche about like needing to watch the film, but it did seem like there were some lanes on some snaps. But I'm curious to go back and look at like, you know, the breakdown. Is it you know, is more of this on the line is more of this on Edwards Hilaire? But you're right, Sam. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good point because the, the, the way you can, you know, get more linebackers on the field is is to be able to run the ball. And the Chiefs just did not do that at all. There, there was some curious play calling at times, but I guess that probably exists in, in every game. But they, they, they really do need to get some things fixed. It, it, was, it was striking to me that the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs beat the Patriots by 16 points and the postgame press conference, all of them just sounded like a loss. You know, I mean, body yeah. language, tone, yeah. everything. It was, just, it was different. We yeah. got to get a lot better. We got to get that cleaned up. You know, yeah, this would be a good we'll take to learn, learn this. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the in a row. 
yeah, it, it was we, it was stuff that we've heard a lot, you know, <laughs> at this stadium, but uh, not not with the sixteen point win. Different context, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was as downbeat as I've heard Mahomes in a post game. Yes, after a victory. I was I was just kind of taken by that that he was really unhappy with himself and uh, and. Look, I again, all, all due credit to Bill Belichick and, and a defensive game plan, but and we've seen it before, right? The, the first half of the AFC Championship game, it's the only time that the Chiefs have been shut out in the first half with, with Mahomes as a starter. And the, 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 the game up in New England last year was a rock fight, wasn't it? I mean, uh, pretty much a defensive game. It happens when you play the Patriots. I just think Mahomes, the, the makeup of Mahomes is such that when – you know, they don't drive and score on every possession. He somehow thinks it's a failure. And, you know, that's I guess that's how much Chiefs fans are spoiled these days. Yeah, you know, it was amazing when they were at the two yard line after the uh, after the penalty on Hardman. And it was like three plays. They went like 68 yards or something. And then they just couldn't they couldn't finish the deal from there. That was uh, that was amazing both ways. Okay, one thing I want to get into, and maybe maybe we should talk about this in greater depth later in the week, but um, I can, one thing that we used to see with pre-Mahomes Chiefs teams is just the inability to score in, uh, touchdowns in the red zone. You remember how many times they settled for field goals? I know we covered a game, I think it was at Cincinnati one year, where Cairo Santos kicked seven field goals. I mean, they just yeah. did nothing but kick field goals. Yeah. Rawr. Country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. Right. Um, and, and the Chiefs would, you know, they'd lead or for, for top two in the AFC and field goals every year. And I'll tell you what, um, I, I know they settled for field goals in the first half, but they did get in the end zone with two similar plays in the second half, the the, the little pitches to Hol, uh, Hardman and, and Hill. And we, what we saw last, you know, last week in Baltimore with the clever play calling and, and, you know, inside the, so when the field shrinks, when you get down there, it's supposed to be tougher to get into the end zone. The field shrinks and you're going against the defense as good as the Ravens, the, the Chargers, the, the Patriots tonight. And the Chiefs are finding, certainly finding ways to, to get the ball in the end zone from short distances. They, they're clever about it and creative about it, but I just think that's maybe a maybe a little under the radar attribute that uh, that we're seeing with the Chiefs. And have, listen, we've seen it throughout the the, the young, short Patrick Holmes tenure, but maybe that's an unappreciated um, quality that the Chiefs have. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to be able to run the ball a little bit better in those short yarded situations with Edwards Hilaire. I thought that was part of you know what what they got him for. I know he's not a big bruising back, but he's he's strong as hell, um, and and he can be tough to bring down. But it just it doesn't seem like that's happening. But I'll tell you that if 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 that means that they're going to run more of these like fake option left, pitch it to Tyreek Hill who's going behind a pulling guard and Demarcus Robinson into the end zone because that play was amazing. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, Brian LaBerge and some others have talked about the, you know, Andrew Wiley starting tonight at, at guard instead of Mike Remmers, who got the start uh, last week in Baltimore. And the offense certainly seemed to move better last week. Uh, so maybe that's something we can get into later in the week, how that breaks down. But uh, yeah, no doubt uh, that there was, uh, they, they just played a better brand of offensive football last week against, uh, against the Ravens. Um, so uh, let's see. Larry Looper checking in with, uh, with with his comments. Good to hear from you, Larry. Well, most of it here. Uh, so, um, 
Larry says we look uh, nano sized on an iPhone X. That's that's good to know. Um, <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's start to wrap it up and and uh, and and, and get out of here. Third night game in four in four weeks, and uh, and it'll be four out of six when this uh, when this little stretch is over. And there will still not still not have been a week where the Chiefs have had a sort of a normal prep week. Uh, through the through the Bills game, which is really really interesting. So, let's let's kind of bottom line this thing. Um, Sam McDowell, what do you, what do you where do the Chiefs get out of this, and what do you get out of this for the Chiefs? I, you know, I think it's 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 hard to get scoops in this league, and Vahe getting a scoop by a full year, <laughs> I just think needs to be commended, and that's my biggest takeaway from this. <laughs> He absolutely um, did. So I just oh. want to leave it there. I mean, enough talk about the Chiefs. Enough, enough talk about the Chiefs. This is Vahe's night. Call the shot. You know, can I just chime in and say that that's kind of the way I am with clothes, too. I, I've had some for 10 or 15 years that are kind of coming back into style. So I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Herbie, what do you think? Uh, bottom line this thing. Defense. I'm all about defense tonight. I love that play Taco Charlton made. That was the absolute game-changing play when he, that strip sack fumble. Chiefs take that fumble and march down the field and put a touchdown on the board, and, and then it was all uphill or downhill after that. Rashad Fenton, my goodness. What a game from Rashad Fenton. And I think, if anything, that that gives you confidence in this cornerback group because they're going to have Bashad Breland after this week, Coach Coach Andy Reid basically said after the game that yeah he's coming back after because he's eligible to return for suspension, and, and you you got to be comfortable with the cornerback group, especially once Legarius Sneed returns from injury reserve with a shoulder injury. To me, yes, the offense was sloppy, but defense defense was what won the game today. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, it's a win. It's a win in the NFL. They're four zero. They're two games up in their division. They're going to chance to really take control of the win over the Raiders, and they they've beaten three playoff teams. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how you win. It doesn't matter if they got the backup quarterback uh, having to travel on the same day they're playing. Wins a win in the NFL. That's at the end of the season. That's all we're going to look at. That's what Andy Reid says. <laughs> all right, Melly. Bottom line, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Chiefs have won 13 in a row, um, including the Super Bowl. So in, any criticism of them is a high-level criticism. Um, but I, I, I just can't keep – I can't stop thinking about how this is just a really interesting point in their season with how the schedule's laying out. of Three games in 11 days, all against very physical teams. I just I, – I keep wondering if, if there's a sliver. I don't think the Raiders are talented enough to pull it off. They are talent, They are physical enough to, to – to, put some hurt into the chiefs a little bit to make the chiefs remember who they played on Monday. Um, but I, am just, I'm really curious how this lays out, uh, in front of that game in Buffalo. Um, you know, gosh, it's just a, a week from Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. A week from Thursday. So, um, look, it's, uh, you guys are right. Uh, four and oh, 13 in a row. And we're, I, I wouldn't say we're looking for nits to pick, but you know, when, it, it can't all be roses, right? There, there's got to be some room for improvement. And to hear the Chiefs talk after the game, they, they've got a lot to work on and another short week to do it with the, with the Raiders coming in town on uh, on Sunday. Uh, we hope it's Sunday. Hey, the other thing that I, I think about with these Chiefs is uh, they, they've really been – I know Chris Jones didn't play tonight, and 
that was a little bit of a surprise since he, he did get some practice time this week. But the Chiefs have actually had some some fortune with the injuries and, and COVID testing this year. So um, they haven't lost many games to, to injuries so far this season. And uh, we'll, we'll see if that stays with them. The other thing I thought about tonight, we talked about how good Patrick Mahomes was in September, what uh, undefeated and 32 touchdown passes, no interceptions. Well, he got October off to a good start tonight, uh, two touchdown passes and, and no interceptions as well. So, Hey, uh, uh, can I say something real quick about Chris Jones? Sure. Who you just mentioned, because that was a surprise to me, at least. I mean, he, he practiced during the week. You know, Friday seemed like, you know, we're all good. I just wonder, the first thing I thought of was if they weren't at this point in the schedule, if, if they didn't have, you know, sit, you know, a short week ahead of the Raiders and then a really, really, really short week ahead of the Bills, I just wonder if this is a game that they might have played him. But just, you know, look, the last thing we want to do is, is, is make that thing worse on that guy, on, on a guy that talented and, and that important um, at this moment in the schedule. And I wonder, <laughs> Andy Reid is going to take everyone he can get, but I wonder if the Brian Hoyer news uh, made that an easier decision for him on Chris Jones. Yeah, I thought about that as well. I, I wondered if – and Andy was asked about that tonight. And, of course, no, 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 he couldn't go. So, But it, you, you couldn't help but wonder a little bit. So, okay, listen, we'll wrap it up. I wanted to thank uh, everybody for, for for participating, Barbara Hedrick, Peter Alden, Brian LaBerge, Larry Looper, um, all you guys are it's, – it's great to have you. Carol Spencer, uh, Clyde Scones, thanks for – for listening in, tuning in, and being part of the audience. And uh, join us again later in the week, I think Thursday. But uh, we'll have to see how the Chiefs' media schedule works out this week. But uh, 9.30 in the morning on Thursday, I believe, we'll, we'll meet you again. And we'll thank uh, Beth Welsh, our producer, who does a great job and was pressed into duty a little earlier than she expected tonight and rose to the occasion. Beth, thanks a lot. And that'll do it from us. Follow the coverage of the Chiefs in the Star and on KansasCity.com. Good night, guys. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to the A-team that stopped by and talked about the Chiefs' victory over the Patriots on Monday night. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Star's terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. Here's how you get that. Go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Want more than just sports coverage? And I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage that comes with the e-edition. The details for all of these can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, email me, Blair B. Kirkhoff, not Blair, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com, and we'll get you to the right place. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode.